0: tat ke tan ganan bani to know that her man sung at Tapoko Lokana Hito cardinal
1: Gribbani Shurun Litam Yena, Tasmai, she good away, Nama Adjunulambito, Buja Kanaka, but her two Sankit and Kamalaya, Takshu Vishwamboro, Dweja Boro, Yugodharma Pado, One day Jagat Priakaro, Karunabota, One day she Krishna Nityanando, sahodito. dito. Gurudai, pushpo Chitra chitro sungdo tamano. One Ramakrishno Abhayo, Chadano, soko. paramanando, sundaro, subalaprio. He Krishna, karna sindu, inabandu, jagat Gopisha, gopi, ka, kanta, radha, kanta, no most today. Tap gurangi, radhe, brinda, banishuri, vishubhanu, sute, devi, Pranamami Hari She got a Vaishnav
2: Guru Pampara ki jai. Srila Jiva Goswami Ki Jai, Sat Sandarbhas Ki Jai, Anantakoti Vaishnavinda Ki Jai, Glorious Devotees, thank you for attending another reading from Sri Jiva Goswami's Krishna Sandarbha. We'll continue with the fourfold army of the Pariva Sutra, wherein Sri Jiva Goswami is fortifying the position of the Parivas Sutra, which is uh, a unique contribution uh, of the Gaudi Vaishnavas, uh, this understanding that the Supreme Lord and his various manifestations uh, are not all equal in every respect even though the Lord can display himself uh, variously to uh, his worshipers according to their mode of worship and their uh, ultimate desire in relationship to him. As he stated to Arjuna on the battlefield of Gurukshetra, all of them, as they surrender unto me, I reward them accordingly. So this understanding of a hierarchy uh, when it comes to divinity or the Supreme Lord is is a special contribution, Um, although it's there in Shastra, uh, it's been brought out uh, specifically um, and prominently by the Gaudiya tradition and uh, Srila Jiva Goswami as one of the architects of uh, the Gaudiya Sampradaya in pursuance of the desire of Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu to uh, locate uh, his uh, outreach on the the Shastric uh, map, so to speak, uh, in pursuance of his desire in this regard. Uh, Jiva Goswami made the amazing contribution of the Satsandarbhas. So, this Pariva Sutra, a key by which the Srimad Bhagavatam uh, should be studied, and through which one can enter into the most esoteric understandings of the Supreme Lord. Um, is the center of our focus here in the beginning sections of the krishna Sundarbha. and the krishna Sandarbha is the fourth of the Sundarbas, and we are in the Krishna-sandarva uh, receiving our final instruction in sambandha-gyan from Srila Jiva Goswami, uh, as presented in the satsandarvas. So the first four sandarbhas are dealing specifically with gyan. The next Sundarbha, the fifth, the Bhakti Sundarbha, uh, deals with uh, Abhideya, or the practice, the means by one, which one can uh, attain their spiritual objective, and the specific means, of course, uh, for the attainment of Bhagavan Sri Krishna, which is the specific attainment desired by Gaudiya Vaishnavas. And then he presents a sixth treatise called the Priti Sadharva, which deals with prayojan or uh, the nature of that final attainment of Krishna in his most uh, intimate manifestation as served by his topmost devotees. So we've been on this second section of the Fourfold Army, the second division, if we were to look at it and utilize the analogy that Jiva Goswami's employed here. The second division is Krishna is the subject of the Bhagawat's major dialogues, Important to us because uh, the Bhagavat Purana, Srimad Bhagavatam, is the primary scriptural evidence uh, for uh, our Gaudiya tradition. And this also is unique. So, in many ways, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, came and delivered. not only a unique approach to spirituality, but uh, a unique—it was unique in many ways. Let's let's just leave it at that. Uh, unique in what is the ultimate objective uh, of spiritual practice and unique in that um, he switched the focus of the primary scriptural evidence uh, from the Upanishads, the Vedanta Sutra, and the Bhagavad Gita, uh, Trai, as they're known, uh, to Specifically, the Bhagavad Purana itself. And uh, Sri Jiva Goswami's Tattva Sandarbha, the first half of that presentation, uh, focuses on the significance of the Bhagawat as the primary Praman. So we'll continue where we left off, with Krishna being the major subject of the. Uh, dialogues of the Bhagavat Purana. Anuched is 44 through 73. And we take up today with the 64th Anuched. Uh, Sonika Rishi uh, uh, is blessing. I believe this is carried for. Forward from our last discussion, uh, a blessing upon the speaker, uh, Sutta Goswami, from, from the uh student, uh, unique to the book. And uh we're still in that section and just finishing it up uh where Jiva Goswami has looked at the specific questions presented by uh, Sunaka on behalf of the sages of Namasaranya to Suta Goswami, and these questions uh, really constitute the majority of uh, the Srimad Bhagavatam, these questions and their answers. So the questions were posed to the great Rishi, Sunaka, to Sutta, what is the ultimate welfare for humanity? What is the essential engagement outlined in scripture by which the self can attain complete fulfillment? With what intent did Krishna appear? from Devaki, the wife of Vasudeva. Please describe Krishna's magnanimous acts. Please describe the various avatars of Krishna. After Krishna's return to his own abode, where has Dharma taken shelter? So... Sunaka inquires as to the intent of Krishna's appearance. This is the first of those questions. My dear Sutta, please disclose to us who are eager to hear from you that intent of he whose avataric descent is meant for the protection and prosperity of all beings. Need to see something if I Excuse me one second.
1: Ah, ¿Querés irlo? Anda. Claro, yo fue ayer, hoy te tocamos Mañana vayan a que Porque yo los viernes sí, cuando antes algo, pudiera tomar el El otro día llegué uno y cinco a la parada y ya había pasado y estuve hasta las dos menos cuarto esperando a Vicente López. Estuve hasta las dos menos cuarto esperando el Gana de irme a mi casa. Así que bueno. Por eso yo sí el lunes decís, cuarto, eh, porque tampoco pasa. Además, yo el I'll be right la...
2: back with you. I'm going to double check.
1: Pero ese día no venía ningún yo llego Mañana si quieres subir voz otra vez, nos juntamos aquí abajo. Está bueno.
2: 66. All right, we're back. We have figured it out. So we're back. We're with the sixty-fifth annotate. I just wanted to make sure that we weren't doing it a repetition. There is a little repetition here, which I'm doing purposely. Uh, so I apologize for that short delay. We continue here. Let us read from the 65th Aniceta. Um, We did have a little of the coverage of this in our last class, but uh, my dear Sutta, please disclose to us who are eager to hear from you that intent of he whose avataric descent is meant for the protection and prosperity of all beings. Then a comment from uh, Sridhar Swami is uh, quoted by Srila Sh- Jiva Goswami. The word Anga here means Osuta. The clause Tano nuvarna itum Arhasi literally means it behooves you to disclose to us that intent of he whose avataric descent in general was meant for protection, Keshmaya, and prosperity. So some comments in regards to this, and this will get us back where we were leaving off. Uh, again, this whole section deals with those primary questions uh, posed by Sunaka to Sutta. The reply to these six questions forms the basis of the entire Bhagavad Purana. Among them, the last four questions are directly related to Krishna. He comments that because Sunaka's intent was to hear exclusively about Krishna. His conviction was that the answer to his first two questions would be fulfilled simply by Sutta's narrating the divine play Leela of Sri Krishna. Consequently, in his next four questions, he directly inquires only about Krishna, being extremely eager to hear about him. He pronounces blessings on Sutta In Srimad Bhagavatam verse 1112, it is unusual for a student to offer blessings to his own teacher, but this was done out of Sunaka's sheer outpouring of enthusiasm for Sunaka's questions. It is unmistakably evidence that the subject of the Bhagavat is Sri Krishna. So we've seen that up to this point, Jiva Goswami has has given so many verses in support of the Parivas Sutra, and he's even pointed out that in in certain instances where in the narrative, uh, the speaker or the inquirer in their question has referred to another manifestation of the Supreme Lord, one of his avataric uh, manifestations coming through uh, the Purusha, still the inquiry and the response to the inquiry has seen, has been seen and should be seen in light of the intent of the speaker to acquire additional knowledge or respond to the question in a way that Lord Shri Krishna, Bhagavan Shri Krishna, Swayam Bhagavan, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, the original personality, is truly what is being discussed, and what was, and is truly the intent of both the inquirer and the responder to the inquiry. So we should look, look to this with some, with some sense of familiarity of what we've experienced and what we do experience in our own environment. That although we may have a relation with somebody. Um, Whenever he's spoken of in a different context, he or she is spoken of in a different context, our sense is in relationship to our relationship with that individual. So if a teacher is meeting with the parents of a student And she would say the student, this, or your son, uh, he's doing this or that in the context of his schoolwork. The parent is simply thinking of the child in the context of their loving relationship with that child. So, even, even we may have a relationship with a very, very famous individual. You have a relationship with a king or a queen or, or a big rock star or whatever. <laughs> uh, we may have a personal family relationship with them. So even though we hear someone speaking of them, In a different setting, like the queen went out in her carriage and all the citizens, uh, there was a great uproar and tumult and in appreciation of her, whether well, the, the daughter of the queen or the son of the queen or the husband of the queen is not thinking of that personality who they have a family relationship with as a queen. So similarly, although there's so many narrations in the Bhagavatam, and the Lord has invested his energy, or he's descended in so many forms to accomplish so many ends uh, within human society, still, we as devotees of Lord Krishna, we see all of those descents as a manifestation of Krishna. So when we hear that Narasringa burst forth from a pillar and protected Prahlad and, and, and ripped asunder, we're thinking of Lord Nasringadev as a, a manifestation of Krishna. And Prahlad himself even is a devotee of Krishna. So this is the point that Jiva is repeatedly making in this particular section of the Krishna Sandarbha. So Jiva goes on in the next Danucheta. While describing Krishna's prowess, Sunaka demonstrates further his eagerness to hear of his fame. A person entangled in the terrifying state of temporal existence, who even out of a sense of sheer helplessness, utters the name of he whom fear itself fears, is immediately delivered from that temporal state. Jiva continues and unpacks this. The word vivas, even out of a sense of sheer helplessness, means even while subjected to any particular set of external controls and impositions by the particulars of conditioned existence. The compound yan nama. The name of whom is a reference to the name of Sri Krishna, because the names of all the various avatars culminate in his name alone, on account of his being the avataric source, avatari. It is for this reason that the Vishnu Purana asserts that the names of all the various avatars emanate directly from Sri Krishna. The prose text on this point states the individual causes of the names of all the various forms of Bhagavan find their source in him, Krishna. This is to be understood as referring to names such as Vasudeva, Damodar, Govinda, and Keshava. The pronoun Tata from that means from the state of temporal existence. The Correlative pronoun yat, on account of which signals the cause of liberation from that state, reasoning that it is because fear itself fears his Krishna's name. A little explanation here. By the translator. One of the primary subjects discussed in the Bhagavad Purana is the importance of Sri Krishna's divine name. The name of Krishna being an eternally existent manifestation of his very own intrinsic nature is non-different from him and thus contains all his power. <clears throat> this was discussed in Bhagavad Sandarbha. Even if one chance remembers the name of Krishna out of a state of helplessness, He or she is delivered by the name. The story of Ajamil recounts in the first three chapters, recounted in the first three chapters of the sixth canto, is an illustration of this fact. From the context of the above verse, it is clear that Sunaka is referring to Krishna's name and not that of any other form of Bhagavan. Just as Krishna is Swayam Bhagavan, and thus the source of all other avatars, his name is the source of all the other names of the avatars. Sri Jiva refers to the Vishnu Purana and the story of Sisupal, who insulted Krishna's name. The abuse to Krishna's name became the cause of disrespecting all the names of the various forms of Bhagavan. This is the verdict of the sage Maitreya who made such a declaration, knowing that Krishna is Swayam Bhagavan. Interesting point in regards to the names being seen as... uh, a manifestation of the name of Krishna, just as the various avataric descents are seen as manifestations in different forms of uh, Krishna. Sunaka singles out the unique glory of Krishna's devotees. Moreover, Sri Sunaka said, O Sutta, the sages who are established in the state of unwavering mental fixity, sama, having taken complete refuge in, of his, Sri Krishna's feet, immediately purify anyone simply on being contacted, whereas the water of the celestial river purifies only through repeated use. So again, Jiva unpacks this with his um, intent. The pronoun yat, whose, refers once again to Sri Krishna. The compound yat-pada-sam-shraya means those who have taken shelter, complete refuge of Krishna's feet. Having done so, they are... thus established in the state of, of, of unwavering mental fixity. The word Sama, peace, means fixity of the intelligence in Bhagavan. As confirmed by Bhagavan Sri Krishna himself, Sama means fixity of the intelligence in me. It's from the 11th canto. This state alone is the supreme peace, prasama because of its relation with Sri Krishna, who is directly the complete Bhagavan. The word prasamayana means that those whose path or refuge, ayana, is prasama alone, the state of supreme mental fixity in Bhagavan. This refers to sages such as Sri Sukadeva, whose hearts, chitta, are captivated by the aesthetic relish, rasa, of Sri Krishna's leelas. So Jiva is defining uh, for us exactly what is referred to uh, when it comes to uh, unique characteristics of Krishna's devotees and the power of Krishna's devotees being even more uh, profound Uh, than any of the places of pilgrimage any of the holy rivers uh, just to be in their presence why because of their mental fixity on Bhagavan Sri Krishna and because why they are completely completely at peace they are not in any way disturbed by the material world and Therefore, they are worthy of our um, taking shelter there at their lotus feet. Jiva continues. The word Upasprista, simply on being contacted, referring to the sages, means on being attended by mere proximity. By mere presence they immediately purify, meaning that they meaning that they wipe clean the slate of sins together with their sublatant tendencies, Vasanas. The celestial river refers to the Ganga, whose water is described below. Janardin is the supreme deity who is free from material contact, being entirely of the nature of consciousness. It is he indeed who exists in liquid form as the water of the Ganga. Of this, there is no doubt. So we can see the underlying message here that the celestial river being referred to is the Ganges. And that the supreme deity there, Janarden, is, although worthy of taking shelter of uh, that river, that holy place, still the pure unalloyed devotee and their association is even more desirable and more beneficial. Jiva continues, although the water of the Ganga is itself of such qualitative being, and although it emanates directly from the feet of Bhagavan, Vamanadeva, it purifies in this way only through repeated juice, repeated meaning only by direct and repeated attendance and not by attendance in the form of mere proximity. Even direct service to the Ganga does not purify one immediately. In this way, by specifying the superiority of those who have factually taken shelter of Sri Krishna, even over the Ganga, Krishna's superiority is automatically implied. In the same vein, Krishna's fame is also described as surpassing that of the Ganga. And Jiva Goswami quotes from the prayers of the personified Vedas. O King, the sacred pilgrimage site, Tirtha, of Krishna's fame, that has appeared among the Yadus, has diminished the glory of the Ganga, the celestial river that washes his feet. Swami Pod also comments, commenting on this verse. Prior to Krishna's appearance, the celestial river Ganga, was the preeminent pilgrimage site, Tirtha. But now that the Tirtha in the form of Sri Krishna's fame has appeared among the Yadus, it has diminished the glory of the Ganga water that washes his feet. Some further commentary in this regard. The word prasamayana, qualifying munaya, the sages, refers to those who are established in the state of profound peace, or in other words, in unwavering mental fixity. To fix the context, however, Sri Jiva glosses prasamayana as standing for those whose hearts, chitta, have been captivated by the aesthetic relish, rasa, of Sri Krishna's Leela, referring to devotional sages like Sukadev. It is because their consciousness, chitta, is wholly captivated by such rasa that they are established in unwavering mental fixity in Bhagavan, sama. So this brings to mind the, the amazing qualities of Krishna's unalloyed devotees who who have advanced to the stage of bhava and beyond, and the unique ability they have simply by their presence and simply by their discourse to benefit anyone who is so fortunate as to come in contact with them. Uh, Shri La Chakravarti Thakur uh, brings this out himself in relationship to a verse from the third canto in speaking of uh, prasanga or the topmost sangha. And in his commentary there, um, uh, Satam Prasangam Mamavirya Samvido, where the verse is speaking about the benefits of, of hearing uh, from the superlative devotees. So the verse is speaking to that, and Vishwanath expounds upon that and, and makes it clear that any discourse of Krishna Katha, Hari Katha, is definitely beneficial for us but just to have sangha in the association of devotees is itself bhajana kriya. But if we are so fortunate as to be in the association of prasangha, superlative sangha, of people who what? Who have this aesthetic relish of Krishna's leela. In other words, they they have advanced or they've descended from the position of, of fully, full rapture and, and, and being involved in tasting the rasa of praying bhakti for the Supreme Lord. Being in their association, hearing from such devotees immediately pulls us, the sadhaka, up through the various stages of Anartha-Nivritti, Nista, Ruchi, Asakti, up to Bhava and Praim. So Vishwanath makes it very clear uh, in his commentary that we relish and we worship the association of all of the Lord's devotees, but if we have the opportunity, or if we are blessed with this prasanga, this extraordinary association of the superlative devotee, then uh, this affords us a very rare opportunity, and we should uh, take take advantage of that association. Uh, as much as uh, we're afforded that opportunity wherever it comes, when, whenever it comes to us. The commentary continues a little here. The principal verse of this Anucheta stresses the importance of sadhu sangha. As we will see in Bhakti Bhaktisandarva, sadhu sangha is the prime cause of the attainment of bhakti. Which brings about complete purification of the heart. This is the conclusion of the Bhagavat Purana, and this subject will be elaborated especially in the twelfth chapter of the eleventh canto, and it will be thoroughly covered in the Bhakti Sandarbha by Jiva Goswami himself uh, when he discusses. the, the, the appropriate means to the deta- attainment. So, the Abhideya, when Jiva deals with Abhideya Tattva in the Bhakti Sandarbha, the emphasis that he puts upon Sadhu Sangha and how he completely unpacks that is, is revolutionary and it will bring about a revolution uh, when we study it in our spiritual practice. Sunaka emphasizes the power of hearing Bhagavan's glories. So again, this is all in the questioning of Sunaka. Uh, Sutta hasn't yet responded. Uh, in accord with the verse from the 10th cantos just cited, Sunaka echoes the same idea in the following verse. Who indeed, although seeking purity, would not listen to the glory of Bhagavan, whose deeds are praised in choice verses? For his glory, yasa, is such that it wipes away the impurities of the age of Kali. Jiva writes in this regard, the word api, although is to be adjoined to the compound sudi kama, seeking purity. The rhetorical question implies that in reality, no one seeking purity would neglect to hear the glory of Bhagavad. Why? Because his glory is such that it wipes away even the impurities of Kali Yuga, In the commentary, we hear this verse echoes the meaning of the 10th canto verse cited in the previous anucheda. The latter verse was spoken by Sukadev while concluding his description of Krishna's Leela, which consists of 90 chapters. The complete verse is as follows. O King, the sacred pilgrimage site, Krishna's fame, that has appeared among the Yadus, has diminished the glory of the Ganga, the celestial river that washes his feet. Both those who despised him as well as those who loved him attained his nature. Lakshmi, who is sought after by others for her favor, remains constantly and exclusively devoted to him, the Invincible One. His name uttered or heard even once dispels all inauspiciousness. He is the source of all the dharmas taught in the lineages of the rishis. Indeed, it is not at all surprising for Krishna, the wielder of the disc weapon, in the form of time, that he dispelled the burden of the earth. Now we come more specifically to the fourth of the questions. Again, this is just Jiva utilizing the questions put forth by the sages of Namasaranya uh, through their spokesperson Sunaka uh, to emphasize his point that Krishna is the primary subject matter of the Srimad Bhagavatam, and not only that, but because he is the primary subject of the Bhagavatam, the majority of the narratives need to be seen in light of the Parivas Sutra. Jiva writes, because such is the case, therefore, Sunaka further said, please narrate to us who are full of faith the munificent acts sung by great devotees of Bhagavan Sri Krishna, who accepts various forms as the matter of divine play, Lila. The word Udharani, munificent, means that Krishna's acts, such as taking birth, bestow supreme bliss. Although utterly complete in himself, he accepts other forms, such as that of the Purusha, as a matter of divine play, Lilaya. Please describe the munificent acts of he who has avatarically appeared while incorporating all these other partial forms as well. This is the intended sense. Little commentary in regards to this. In the verse cited in the previous Anujita, Sunaka praised the exploits, karma of Bhagavad. He raised the rhetoric quest, rhetorical question, who, although seeking purity, would neglect to hear such sanctifying deeds. This question not only praises Bhagavan's exploits, but also implores all sincere spiritual aspirants to hear them regularly. The Smriti Shastra prescribes numerous religious rituals for purification, but Sunaka exclusively recommends listening to the leelas of Bhagavan the implication here is that whether or not others are prone to hear such narrations he himself is very eager to hear as instruction has potency only if one adheres to it himself so this is this is our method shravanam kirtanam vishnu Smarnam, pada sevanam so this this hearing of krishna's leelas of the leelas of bhagavan Uh, In in Shastras, Smriti Shastras, dealing with all kinds of religious practices uh, for the purification and upliftment of humanity, and ultimately for the liberation, which is for the most part, the objective sought by spiritualists. Now, again... The Gaudiya Vaishnavas, they go beyond artha, dharma, kama, moksha, to a fifth purushartha, a fifth uh, attainment, a fifth fifth thing of value, which even exceeds um, everything that's put forth in the dharma shastras. They want to simply love the Supreme Lord. And then they want that love to overwhelm them to such extent, to such an extent that it exceeds any desire in relationship to the material world. And it also dwarfs any desire in relationship to freedom from the material world. Nadanam najanam So Shushaitanya, he he embodied this sense of, of setting aside all of the objectives of Srimiti Shastra and all the various rituals contained therein for ver- for purification and spiritual attainments. And here we see that Sunaka, in, in the way he's presenting, he, he recognizes the significance of simply hearing Krishna Katha, Hari Katha in relationship with Bhagavan Sri Krishna's leelas, and specifically Krishna's leelas. And which leelas? Those leelas which foster that aesthetic rapture or relish, or as we say, rasa, that spiritual taste that nurtures absolute and total love for the Supreme Lord. So that hearing alone supersedes all these other religious practices. That name alone, Krishna, supersedes anything that could be done to counteract um, the material energy and its influence upon us. commentary continues. Sunaka affirms that he and the other rishis in the assembly are full of faith, Shraddha. Even if one has yet to awaken faith, the glories of Bhagavan are so powerful that one is benefited simply by hearing them. If, however, one is already firmly established in faith, the effects will be both profound and immediately. Moreover, a speaker relishes speaking to an audience that is full of faith. Faith implies respect and openness of the heart to receive. Sunaka describes Bhagavan's acts as munificent. Udara. Generally, we tend to think of the agent of an act as generous, but not the act itself. Sunaka, however, characterizes the acts themselves as munificent because they purify the heart and awaken aesthetic relish, rasa. As he proclaims two verses later, the munificence of Bhagavan's acts lies in the fact that they bless everyone who hears them, regardless of whether such persons are pure or impure, rich or pure, or poor, virtuous or impious. So we'll continue with a couple more Anuchedas. We have some more time, but I do not believe we'll finish this section entirely as I had hoped. Going on to the seventh, 70th Anuchedah. Uh, where in the fifth question presented by Sunaka is uh, addressed. Sunaka said, O wise one, please, therefore, recount the auspicious stories of the avataric descents of Srihari, Hari, the supreme regulator Ishvara, who, by his own intrinsic potency, Yogamaya, performs leelas out of his, out of his will. Jiva writes, please speak primarily about Shri Krishna, Hari. Consequently, may you speak of others only incidentally. This is the intended sense. So Jiva's pointing out here, Sunaka wanted to primarily hear about Krishna. Of Hari means of Sri Krishna. As understood from the context, avataric descents refers to his Purusha avatars, Guna avatars, and Leela avatars. Their divine acts, Leela's, assume the form of cosmic evolution, sustenance, and dissolution, as well as the removal of the earth's burdens. So, this is the main functioning of the various avataric descents, first to enact the cosmic manifestation, uh, then to sustain it, the Guna avatars, through uh, the influence of the um, primary energies of material nature, goodness, passion, and ignorance, and their presiding deities, being empowered by the Lord, And then various Lila avatars who are who come uh, through the Purusha avatar. uh, And the Lila avatars generally come in response to various situations uh, uh, wherein they're they're called to action, so to speak, by the demigods or uh, by particular circumstances. Now it's just uh, by coincidence that uh, Bhagavan Sri Krishna is coming um, to simply enact his play, Once in a Day of Brahma, and it's coinciding with uh, an appeal by the demigods uh, seeing the forthcoming onset of the age of Kali and the overburdening of the earth at the end of Dwarpa Yuga by uh, kings who had uh, uh, who are a bad character. So, but Leela Krishna's descent is, is truly uh, primarily and foremost Uh, for the pleasure of his devotees. Some commentary. Sunaka was anxious to hear primarily about Sri Krishna, but was also curious to know how Krishna manifests in the forms of various types of avatars. Avatars are of three types, Purushas, Guna avatars, and Leela avatars. There are three Purusha avatars: Karna Dakshai Vishnu, Garbadakshai Vishnu, and Kashira Dakshai Vishnu. These were described in the Paramatma Sandarbha. The Guna Avatars are also three, namely Brahma Vishnu and Shiva. A description of them is given, also given in the Paramatma Sandarbha. The Lila avatars are innumerable, such as the Kumaras, Narda, Varaha, Matcha, and Korma. They were described earlier in this book. Among the latter, some are also counted as Manvantar avatars, such as Vamana, some as Yuga avatars, such as Kalki, and some as Aish avatars, such as Narda. So, uh, Sutra Goswami in response to the inquiry of Sunaka and the sages of Namasharanya, at the beginning of the third chapter, uh, he went through, first of all, the Purusha avatars, and he mentions all these other avataric descents up to the point where he, he even mentions Krishna and balaram And then we come to the, the primary verse uh, of the entire Bhagawat Purana, which is the primary focus of this Krishna Sandarbha? Um, Krishna Stu Bhagavan Swayam being the the pada that puts forth the fact that all these are either parts or expansions of Bhagavan Sri Krishna. So there is a little bit more here in finishing up the second division of the fourfold army in support of the Parivas Sutra. And we will continue with that discussion uh, when we return to these classes. Uh, after a intermission for uh, uh, Kartik Ratt, which will be the classes that are delivered during the month of November. So I also have been asked to give classes during that, and it'll be a change for me, we will be able to enter into some Leela narrative and uh, um, so the presentation will be uh, a different, and I hope you join me on Tuesday uh, for a discussion of the damodar Lila, and uh, we've entitled uh, that those four classes, the Damadar Lila, as it is entering, entering into a deep understanding of of uh, Raj Bhakti. Um, as exemplified by um, the Dhamma leela Lila, which is the entrance point and a highlight of the Kartik Vrat. So I thank you very much for your kind association and attendance. And uh, when we're asked to continue with these classes, uh, we will do so uh, where we left off here. Depending on Padmanabhaswami's desires in that regard. Uh, If anyone has any questions, I can address those. And if if not, I will thank you so much for your kind association. Banchakalpatubhya cha. Sri Pasindavi Vicha Petita Nam Bhavane Vyo Vaishnavijyanamona Mah Hare Krishna Shri
1: Mandulal Chandra Prabhu Ki Jai Krishna
0: Kirtanaganana Tanapano Premamnatam Manedhi Viradhi I'm not free